on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to talk about the fire situation, goals for 2020, and more listener mail. I'm very excited about that one. Yeah. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of the Luke Who's Talking podcast with me, Luke, and also welcome to 2020. How's your 2020 going? Mine, I mean, it's just whatever, another day, another year, all that jazz. Now, let's get into the first topic, a heavy one. Um, as you may know, there are some very big fires here in Australia, some of which have been burning since, I think, September. Um, so, you know, and only in recent times, they well, I don't want to say they've gotten bigger, but only in like recent times, it's become a huge thing in the media. Right. But anyway, now let me give you some stats on the fire situation. So, area burnt 26 million, right? 26 million acres or 10.7 million hectares for you people who love to use the hectares. Uh, buildings destroyed over, well, may as well just round up to uh, over 6,000 and unfortunately 28 fatalities at this stage and I think the situation is really the fire crews are sort of you know they're not going to get the fires out so they're just going to stop uh, so they're just going to you know protect areas property etc the best they can because I think getting the fires out are oh it's you know probably impossible I'm sure I saw an article that said there's a fire that is the size of Manhattan. Now, I've never been to Manhattan. I don't know how big Manhattan is. But, heck, I assume that is a big fire, a big area. And, like, you know, 26 million acres, according to the internet, that's a quarter of the size of California. So, at least that much is burnt. Um, a lot of... Animals, uh, wildlife and livestock, of course, have also perished um, in the fires. So it is a huge situation. And I will just let... Now, this fire is being... It's not being fought by professional firefighters. A lot of these fires are being fought by people who are volunteers. The rural fire service here are volunteers. They're people who go... After work, you know, once a week or on a weekend, go down to their local fire station, do a little bit of training, check the trucks, go home. They are not professionals. They have other jobs. They have other lives. They are not professional firefighters whatsoever who are fighting these fires. And I'll, I'll get back into the firefighters a little bit later. The door's rattling. I've got to stop it. Hold on. Right. The door's fixed. I'm back. Um, yes, so the fires, of course, are being fought by volunteers. You know, they are not professionals whatsoever. And I don't, and like, they they don't have the equipment that the fire stations of a big city fire crews have access to. Like, just a, a bit of context for you. If I, a, a local fire station, um, if you see a country one right here in Australia, it's, it's sort of the royal... Uh, not the Royal, Rural Fire Service, the RFS, right? They're fighting these fires, or most of them. 
And if you see, a, you're driving along at a country place, you see a country fire station, it is a shed, and it, they might have one, maybe two trucks. That's it. It is a shed. It's got an aerial on it. Um, and they have a, probably have a water tank there, right? That's it. So if there's a big, like, they're really just, if your tractor catches on fire, you call them up, they'll come and put it out. Or like a small grass fire. They are absolutely 100% not equipped to be dealing with these huge blazes. And, you know, if there is a fire that's happening that's not, that they can't cope with, like just the one small area, it is 100% not usual for uh, the next, you know, district over their crew to come and help out. There was a fire, I'm not sure when it was, last year, sometime earlier in the year, um, near where my brother has a farm and there was crews there from, I think, three different um, brigades. And they may, like their trucks, the amount of equipment they had there may have, let's just say, I don't know, they had, we'll say half a dozen, dozen trucks. If I drive past the fire station here in my town or my city, you know, they have that many lined up out in the front and they, you know, they have at least, they probably have a dozen trucks, you know. But these small towns and these rural fire areas, own, well, at least here where I live, I don't know about mainland, but, you know, one, two trucks, that's it. That's that's all I have. The military's been brought in to help uh, evacuate people. There was a town, Malakuta, it's called. Uh, it's a coastal town. People in the town couldn't get out. They were trapped there, so they were all on the beach. And so the Navy came to evacuate them via the sea. It's dire. Um, yeah, so now... Buckle up, buckle up, folks, because some hot takes are going to be made about a few pollies. First of all, let's start with old ScoMo himself, the Prime Minister, right? ScoMo, mate. Ooh. So old Scoey went on a holiday about Christmas time. Not a good look, right? And he's been... I saw a couple of last week, I think it was on news. He went to a few places where there were some fires. He absolutely copped it. He absolutely copped it because one minute they're like, oh, well, you know, the, the fighting for fires is up to the states. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, shit, we better do something because, you know, we're the government. So old ScoMo has fumbled this badly and it doesn't look good for Scoey. At all. I'd like to see an opinion poll. I reckon his popularity is tanked. So, ScoMo, you're not doing great. And get this right. One minute, they're like, oh, yeah, so there's been a drought, whatever else. The climate conditions, right, have got nothing to do. Climate, there's no connection between these huge bloody fires and um, changes in the climate, you know, climate change. No, no connection at all. And then... That literally the next day, right, this happened earlier in the week, they flicked the switch and they're like, oh, 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 I saw old Scoey at a presser and he's like, oh, yeah, geez, my government's never said that. Hey, Scoey, you're full of shit. And if you want me to tell you that to your face, send me an email, Luke, who's talking at uh, gmail.com or tweet me and we'll organise a time where I can say you're full of shit right to your face. 
because, uh, yeah, I'd do it. Also, the New South Wales, in New South Wales, David Elliott, the Minister for, now these are not my words, but very respected news journalist, Hugh Rivington, this is his words. So he's David Elliott, the Minister for Strip Searching Children. Yeah, and the New South Wales Police and Emergency Services Minister also went on a holiday about New Year's, um, which was a very bad time because there was a huge escalation in the some of the fires about that time. So, David Elliott, you're a... Right? You're a goon. Michael McCormick, who is the Deputy Prime Minister, he is also a goon because uh, he was like, oh, about November, I think it was, he was like, oh, all these greenies saying that the fires are linked to climate change, blah, blah, blah. They're all crazy. Yeah, well, Michael McCormick, guess what? You're a... Yep. And... Craig Kelly, good old Chief Wigan, Wigham himself. I reckon you should Google Craig Kelly because, actually, no. I was going to say it looks like Chief Wigham. That is disrespectful to Chief Wigham. Right, but this guy is an absolute climate denier. And these people are all senior government, federal and state people, right? You've got SCOE, the Prime Minister, Michael McCormick for Deputy. Craig Kelly's been around for a while. David Elliott is a state... Um, guy in New South Wales. Anyway, so old mate Craig Kelly, he was on a British morning breakfast show uh, earlier this week about the fires, and the host was like, well, ScoMo's fumbled is pretty badly, you know, blah, 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 and other things. And old Craig Kelly's like, oh, well, now get this. Actually, well, so anyway, the, the weather uh, presenter on this show, who is a meteorologist. She is a scientist. She's not just, quote, a weather girl, right? She uh, said to old Craig Kelly, well, you know, you've had one of the hottest, one of the driest summers on record, blah, 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 right? And then he, oh, but, uh, so, get this. He was like the fire, old Chief Wiggum was like, so the fires have started because there's been a drought, and there hasn't been any re- fuel reduction burns, right? And then when the weather girl on this show was like, hey, you've had one of the driest, like, winters ever, what, you know, and then he was like, oh, oh, well, actually, statistics show we've had more rain over the last blah, blah, blah. But, like, two uh, minutes earlier, he was like, oh, yeah, we've had no rain, we've got a drought. If you were asked him, explain this to me, how come you're saying, oh, there's a drought, but then next minute you're like, oh, we've had so much rain, he wouldn't be able to explain it because he's an idiot, right? And I was say disrespectful to call him Chief Wiggum because Chief Wiggum's not as much as a dickhead as this guy, right? <sighs> anyway, um, yeah, so there you go. We've got a idiot politicians that are like, Oh, climate deniers, we're not going to do anything about this. We love coal, you know. They want to dig up half of Queensland to let a dodgy Indian company have a coal mine there. Why? You're idiots. And then media and oh, there's been an escalation like, oh, well, all the fires are happening because there hasn't been any backburning. There's been no fuel reduction burns. But, you know, because 
the, I saw on the news the other day there was a fire chief on there and he's like, well, we haven't done any or we can't do them because, because of how the weather patterns are and how weather patterns have changed. It's either too wet or too dry for them to do it safely. And the window, the gap they have to do this stuff is getting you know, narrower. The, like the last nine, oh, sorry, nine out of the last like 15 summers and years or whatever we've had have been some of the hottest ever. You cannot say that there's no change. The climate's changing. It's getting drier. There's less rain. Or it's either rain, like it's just... <sighs> anyway, back to the firefighters briefly after that rant about the, the douche pollies. As I said, these people are volunteers. They're absolute heroes. Right, you might think, oh well, this guy plays a particular sport. He's my hero. He's not because he's getting paid squillions of dollars to play a sport. He's not a hero. If you're somebody who is volunteering your time and you're getting yourself, putting yourself willingly in situations where you could lose your life to save somebody you don't know, to save their property, to save their lives whilst your own property for example could be well and truly in danger you know it's not unusual to see on the on the news that you know some a firefighter's been somewhere to save his ha- uh, uh, you know somebody's house that he doesn't know whilst his is burnt to the ground right so these people are absolute heroes and if you can help out you know if you can uh there's a bit of an appeal going. I'm sure if you Google something like "How can I help um, you know, the Australian bushfire?" There's a Red Cross bushfire appeal, I believe. So if you can, give them a dollar or two, and that's that's something else very interesting as well. Um, authorities have been urging if you're going to help, if you're going to donate something, make sure it's or they prefer money because they don't want goods. I saw there was a bit of an escalation somewhere where there was a lot of um, tangible goods go donated but they couldn't um logistically handle this influx of stuff because of you know what's going on so if you want to help out cash money is the best way to do it let's get in this was this was a huge this could be an episode in itself but i'm going to whip through the next two bits pretty quickly let's get into some goals Right, well, welcome back. Now, let's get into some goals for 2020. There's a couple I want to... Uh, I've got a huge big list of it, but there's a couple I want to uh, achieve, of course. Now, one of them is to ride a 1,000 kilometres on my bicycle. So I've already done about 50 at this stage, so I think I'm, I'm reasonably well on track for that. I've got to ride 20 a week, so I think I'm, I'm going okay with that. Now, next one is I want to watch 100 movies. I talked about um, this last episode so i will have a link in the show notes to my letterboxd account where you can um you can follow along and look at some what i've watched in my reviews and such another one is to get my lung capacity up to 80 percent yeah so i um, have been talking to my physio uh, about how what we can do to um achieve that Something else I want to do is be a better friend and be a better co-worker. Um, start a vlog. I've got some gear coming for that, which will be exciting. Read four books. Only four, but still read four books. Now, this next one is a very important one. 
and I need you to help me with this, listener. I want to get 1,000 downloads this year on the podcast. So as of the 2nd of January, I had 1,343. So by the end of the year, if we can have the 2,343, that would be superb. Now, I do realize, of course, downloads do not necessarily mean listens. So if you want to download episodes of the podcast and not listen to them, I mean, sure, go for it. But I would like to get 1,000 downloads this year on the podcast. So I need your help. And that uh, means for you to say, to friends, family, whoever. Hey, how about you listen to this podcast? If you do that, you'll help me a lot. And also something else is looking at maybe getting the podcast on YouTube in some form. I know I've talked about that before, but um, yeah, I, I, that might be that hopefully will be a possibility. I'm not sure, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Now, we're at 17 minutes Let's get into the last bit quickly. Amazing. Hey, I'll do the three segments. It's going to be a long pod. We're back. Now, the other week, I had some listener email. I read it out to you, and I've got myself another one. So let's get into it. Hello, Sir Luke. Thank you for accepting my letter. God, I would like to suggest uh, that you create a letterboxed account, but also include some movie reviews on your podcast perhaps only review the movies that you really enjoyed on the podcast question mark i would also support a full spin-off podcast for movie reviews now that i have your attention i have 38 million dollars 846 wait 38,470,000 my goodness 846 dollars 69 cents just for you, apostrophe. Please provide your bank account information and full legal name so I can transfer this money to you as discussed in this letter. Regards, Cheryl's biggest hater. Sent from my iPhone. Well, I've got a couple of problems with this. I wouldn't say I'm a sir. Um, it's not a letter, of course. Round it up to like 40 million. If you can give me 38 and a half nearly. Actually, no, just ran up to 38 and a half. I'll be happy with that. Um, the person, I assume, who sent me this isn't actually Cheryl's biggest hater. I bet they're Cheryl's biggest lover. And I reckon it wasn't even sent from an iPhone. I reckon it was sent from one of those dirty Androids. What do you reckon? But, heck, I have started a letterboxed account. That's for sure. And, um, yeah, there'll be a link to that in the description. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. A bit of a longer one, of course. Wow, it's nearly 20 minutes. My goodness. Um, share it with a friend. You can follow us on Twitter at L underscore who's talking. Uh, you can send me an email. So, ScoMo, get onto that. Luke who's talking pod at gmail.com. Woo. That was a bit of a spike. A little bit of a more morbid episode, I suppose you could say. Anyway. I'll be back next uh, next time, and I think I'll, I'll talk about the movies a little bit more then because I would have watched a couple more. So the next two on the watch list, I've already watched, I should say, 12 Years a Slave and Zodiac, and the next two to watch are 2001 A Space Odyssey and Zero Dark Thirty. So we'll get into, we'll get into that or whatever next time. Anyway, see ya. See <laughs> ya.